0: All right. Um, well, it's a Christmas season, and it's a great season, and there's been some fantastic things happening in the life of the church. Last, last week was such a, an incredible time. I just want to shout, put a shout out to Kat and Elena and the Faith City Kids team for the Christmas presentation that they did. I just I so appreciated that, and thanks to the, the Faith City Youth Worship Team who supported them musically and came alongside them and, and made that just work so well. It was so well done. And uh, just thank you to everybody that was involved, the kids, the parents, the, the leaders. It was just uh, just a special thing to be able to, to be able to do that together. And then again, a shout out to folks. I just want to say a huge thank you to the organizers and the volunteers that worked so hard to make the International Christmas event last night such an amazing time. It's like, thank you so much. Um, the wonderful time of food and fellowship and music and worship. And uh, without the volunteers, without people willing to sew in and invest and just spend time, it's like it would not have been possible. It would have been impossible to pull that up without, without you. And so thank you. And, you know, Yemi and Toyin and all those that have kind of carried the torch and handed the torch and shared the torch and uh, all those things. It's, it's great. It's great to see in the life of the church. It was uh, the, I don't know how many were here last night but there was a lot, and um, and it was such a precious thing just to be able to connect with people, and it's like, you know, we had some, so it's kind of cool, because you kind of keep track, and there were some some new countries represented. You know, we had Colombia and Brazil both represented last night that we didn't the year before, and there was just, like, it was just, uh, it was just good. You can tell I enjoyed it. All right, so here we are. We're in, actually, week four of our Christmas series, if you want to call that. Uh, final message of our Pilgrim's Progress series, and in uh, the idea of, of Pilgrim's Progress, that our Christian walk is a spiritual journey, and, and we're kind of we're pilgrims on, on this journey. And a, and a pilgrim is someone that, that travels and, and overcomes obstacles, and often a long journey to, to for uh, for spiritual purpose to arrive in a in a place of desired for, for spiritual purpose. And, and we're kind of privileged to be a part of that as Christians because we have this spiritual journey because we know we have a destination. And so we looked at that in the lives of some of the characters of the Christmas story. I, I started with Elizabeth and, and Zachariah. And from we, kinda, we we begin to see that we're on this journey, but it doesn't always make sense in the moment. You know, we're walking it out, and it's like, it seems like, you know, we're, we're I'll say, quote-unquote, doing everything right, or we're doing everything in our power to walk in, in obedience to God, and yet, even in the midst of that, sometimes those desires of our hearts are not realized. And But as we be, continue to trust God and continue to walk with Him, we recognize that nothing is impossible for God. His timing is perfect, even though if it's not convenient. <laughs> and so we just walk in that and learn from that, and... uh I just love what God does in those times. We looked at the life of Mary and Joseph in the second week, and how God, like Mary, through the Holy Spirit, she carried the Savior, and, and so through that that power of the Spirit, she God like um, was able to birth something from her. And I and we began to talk about this idea how God puts. Dreams and visions and and things within our hearts that that are from him and they're from his spirit to to be able to to carry those things to be a part of what God is doing on the earth and to be part of god 's family and 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 how he how he empowers us to walk in those things, but even as it was for for mary there's a decision and there's a sometimes there's a cost to it, but when we see the end result when we when we look at what God does. In, in the ultimate goal of what he's doing, and we see that is salvation. I mean, we've sung about it this morning and how the, the, the incredible blend of the story, the way we, we sang it this morning from this place of, of, of Jesus' birth, but also his, his death and his resurrection and how he brought salvation to this world. We see that a spiritual journey requires us to feed our spirit in the process. If we're on a spiritual journey, we have to recognize the spirituality of it because sometimes we can get caught up in, the, in just the physical and miss that. And then we we looked at the life of the Magi. These these people from the east that came, these these astrologers and astronomers and these wise men who came. And when we looked at that story, we we saw how they were committed to the long haul. They were committed to the journey. They they kept the right focus in order to arrive at their destination. They, They were guided by both scripture and the sign. They didn't just go by what they could see, but they went by the scripture as well. And we recognize the need for humility as we seek God and he adjusts adjusts our course along the way. So that's the short version of the the past uh, three messages. And this week, I want to look at the story of the shepherds and the angels as as we wrap up this Christmas series. And so before I read that, I just, I want to pause and pray for just a second. God, I just come before you, God, humbly, Lord, thanking you for this opportunity that we can gather together and we can worship you together and we can hear your word together. And I thank you, God, that you're here in our midst. And God, I believe you're, you're already working in people's lives and you're already working in my life and you're already doing something by your spirit. And so we thank you for that. And God, we just, I just pray that you would continue to do that through the, the word, that God, that there would be something in there for each one, that they would they would take something away that would that would represent your heart for them, that it would represent what you're saying to them in this moment. So God, let your word come alive to us. Quicken our spirits, quicken our hearts, quicken our minds to, to really hear and receive and, and even just imagine. What happened in those in those moments when the angels came? But God, how it re- how it resonates with us now, and how it speaks to us now. So, Lord, have Your way. I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for that. So, we're going to look at Luke chapter two, verses eight to twenty-one, and uh, it's a very familiar part of the Christmas story. And uh, we're going to read through that, and then we're going to jump in and just try to imagine that experience a little bit, and bring it alive alive to all of us today. So. Verse 8 begins with this. That night, being the night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Just try to imagine that experience, if you will. Like, just try to put yourself in that moment somehow. It's not easy for us to do. I mean, we've got Hollywood now. You know, we've got computer generated. We've got stuff that can kind of begin to recreate some of these thoughts. But try to put yourself in that situation. I mean, of all the encounters described in the narrative of the, of the nativity, like the, the, the Christmas story, like all of the stories, to me, this one is probably the most spectacular. If you think about the, the, the first one that we talked about, there was, there was Zechariah and Elizabeth, and, and it said that Gabriel appeared to him and, and he was terrified, and, then, and Joseph had a dream. I mean, so Joseph had a dream of this angel. I mean, that would be at a certain level of amazing. Mary, Gabriel appeared to her, and it's funny if you read the story, and I won't, I won't go back and read it again. But it's like when the angel appeared to Mary, the thing that bothered her the most was what the angel said. Do you know what I mean it's like it's like you would think it's like Gabriel stands before her, and it's like Mary was troubled by what the angel said. It's like it, it wasn't the fact that it's like so. I'm that that's, that stood out to me. It's like so for her, what he had the message of the angel was was as much. The thing that was going, that was getting to her, than than the actual angel himself. And and then we 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 come to this this place with the the shepherds. They're out in the fields. They're they're not in town. They're they're out, separated from like so, no streetlights. You know, like they were out. They were just out in the boonies, right, with the sheep. (laughs) Nothing spectacular. But then it describes that this angel is, is among them. And that's that's freaky enough, all right? So this it's, it's, it says that this angel is among them. It's like, I always kind of picture this, you know, there was this, you know, like vision in the sky, but it's like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like the, the angel was among them. Like, hey guys. but But it went further than that. And then it talks about the glory of God being around them. It's like, you know we we can kind of picture this you know a helicopter hovers overhead and the spotlight comes on and boom it's like they had never seen anything even comparable to that they're they're like this is suddenly out of darkness comes light out of out of nowhere comes this person that's among them and then it talks about the glory of the lord and it it's it describes a shining a shone like so it it illuminated somehow it illuminated the situation okay and then so the angel gives the message, you know, talks to them, speaks to them, and as if that wasn't enough. That's one thing. But then it says that the hosts of heaven, heavenly angels, like, and and it describes it as an army of like armies of heaven. I don't know, I got to, I got a great imagination because when somebody says armies of heaven, I just think of this amazing, like incredible host of. Of it's, it's some some way some kind of a, a cross between a biker gang and and uh, uh, I don't know like I don't know sorry but but in white or I don't know but just this I don't know this rag like huge mass army of angels shouting and praising God you know glory to God in the highest and then it's like zoom poof, gone. And it's like, meh, you know, it's like, <laughs> and so these shepherds, they've experienced this. And it's like, where do you go from there? <laughs> right? And they said, well, maybe we better check this out. Like, so they, they go to town and they, and they see the, 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 they go and they see exactly as it was described. They found Jesus. They shared their story the people were amazed. I mean, there's so much movement in this narrative. There's so much, the interaction between heaven and earth, the connection between God and men. Pilgrim's progress is about movement. It's that the transactions, the encounters with the divine that leave a mark on us. Now we have to realize that the nativity story as it's presented in the gospel of Matthew and Luke, it it did not play out in a tidy 30 minute TV show or pageant or whatever. There was was a significant passage of time from the point where the angel Gabriel first arrived and spoke to to, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth to to where the wise men came from the east. There could have been as much as two or three years transpire in, in that. Like, so having you know our manger scenes that we often have our nativity scenes you know that's got the the magi and the and you know the, the little baby Jesus and smiling back and it's you know you know what I mean so that is 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 kind of an effort to get all the key players to remind us in in one image but we, but we have to remember that there was a passage of time and and and, and that's important because. We, we again we see the movement, we see the journey, we see the pilgrimage aspect of even the nativity story. This pilgrimage, it's not about celebrity status. It's about pilgrims: Mary, Joseph, shepherds, magi, the foreigner, the lowly, the unexpected, the available, and the faithful. Sojourners, travelers in this world. So when it comes to those, those programs that were part of this narrative, we see from the beginning that it was a diverse group. It really was. It was a very diverse group. The The shepherds, are, well, I'll, say, I'll start with like Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph would have been probably fairly low status in a lot of ways. They weren't prince and princess. They weren't royalty. They were pretty average folks. The shepherds, they would basically be no status. Do you know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> they would have been fairly fairly low on the, uh, on the social scale. There were people from different backgrounds, people from different religious backgrounds that came and were in the midst of this, people that traveled from away, people that were there. I want us to think about that in this sense. when we we consider our Christian journey, I think we should expect the same thing. You're like, hmm? The good news of the announcement of the angel was good news for all the people. All the people. Regardless of their background. Regardless of where they came from. And I hope that encourages you when you wonder whether you even belong here. You wonder whether, whether you fit, whether you even deserve to be here. It's like, I'm not like somebody else. Well, that's true of all of us. Th- that's true. Of, like, we all come from this beautiful diversity of backgrounds. And, and, and what I love about this church is like, wow, like last night, this morning, the beautiful diversity that is before me is stunning. It's like, you don't see this. If this has been your church forever and, and you kind of are getting used to this a little bit, it's like... I just want to say, this does not happen everywhere. This is a rare, beautiful sight of of people from all walks of life, from from different nations that come together under the banner of Jesus Christ and worship together and can sing, Lord, I'm amazed by you, together, no matter where we come from. The good news is for all the people. Mm. But I also hope that that encourages you when you think about, Others as well. When you think about the people that we bump into on the street, the people outside of our world, family members, people that look different than us, people that believe different from us, could they possibly belong to? The answer is yes. C- can you belong this morning? Yes, absolutely. Do you belong this morning? Yes, absolutely. The answer is yes. And the pilgrimage, it's not about superstars and, do you know what I mean, like, that status. But it's also not about the distance, really, either. Like, when you think about it, just very practically and geographically, the pilgrimage was was different for each one. Mary and Joseph, when when they traveled to Bethlehem, it was probably maybe 100 kilometers that they had to travel to do that journey, which was quite a bit when you're ready to have a baby, but that's but it was about 100 kilometers. Then, then you'd think of the Magi. I mean, it could have been up to 600 kilometers that they traveled to, to meet Jesus. And then you've got the angels. I mean, they came from the realms of glory to earth and back again. It's like, I don't even know what that distance would be. And, and then you've got the shepherds. They were, just, they were just outside of town. They were hanging out with the sheep, but they came on their pilgrimage and they were there. The place of their departure made little difference. It was their destination that changed everything. They converged on Jesus. Their destination was a person as much as a place. And that's key to this journey, to this narrative. It was their destination, it's what they sought, it's where they came together, and it's who they came together around that made the difference. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 it's, it's a prophecy from Isaiah back in the Old Testament concerning Jesus. And we often hear this at Christmas time, but I want you to think about this as the person as much as the place where these folks converged. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. A Savior who is Christ the Lord, That was their point of convergence. And I would argue that that is our point of convergence today. And one day, Jesus will be our ultimate destination when we meet him in the air at the time of his return. Jesus is our focus. But our pilgrimage is real. The journey is real. Sometimes we can elevate these narratives to the level of fantasy and miss the reality. We can get caught up in the house of heaven and miss what came next. It's an incredible story. Like, it's, like, amazing. But I want to repeat Luke chapter 2, verse 20, that we read earlier. So, the angels have come, the The shepherds have have gone to the the manger. They've met Jesus. And then this next beautiful verse comes out. Luke 2.20 says this. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying, praising God for all they'd heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. That stood out to me. That, that, That blew me away as I was preparing for this. They went back to their flocks. These shepherds had experienced a visitation that I would argue hasn't happened in the 2,000 years since. Not like that. I mean, here's stories like we've heard some things, but has anyone heard of a story of of an instance where there was a divine encounter that, you know, that beat the one that they had? I mean, if you have, I want to hear it after the service, because that'd be really cool. That's not the question that it could happen, but it's like, I just don't know that there's been any record of it. So, so, so that experience, they had that encounter, and the shepherds went back to their flocks. That got me to thinking about the wise men, the magi. Right? The story of them. Like, you know, we, we celebrate that they traveled from the east and they came and, and they they came to Jerusalem. They, they talked to Herod. They, they finally made it to Bethlehem. And, and it's like, this is what I say. It could have been like two years after Jesus was born, but they found the house that he was in and they visited Jesus and Mary and, and they left their gifts of gold, all the traveling that they did and investment. And it says, and then they went back to where they had come from. It, by a different route because they were warned in a dream, like don't go back to Herod, but so they went back to Persia. They went back to Babylon. They, be, they went back to the country from which they had come. They returned. I mean, they traveled hundreds of kilometers. They worshiped Jesus and they returned. I want us to jump ahead to the book of Acts for a second. There's the, there's the story we when we first, first get into the book of Acts, Acts is a continuation of the book of Luke. I don't know if you knew that or not, but written by the same, same guy, Luke, wrote them both. So we've got the nativity, we've got Jesus' life, we've got his death and resurrection, and then we jump into the book of Acts, and the first chapter of Acts is kind of the Jesus send-off. It kind of goes back, and it recounts how Jesus was taken up in the clouds before them. Like, so there they see this, right? Must have been an experience. And then, so in Acts chapter 1, Verses 11 to 13, it says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of about half a mile. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room in the house where they were staying. The Disciples returned to Jerusalem. It's funny, one of the other accounts, is like an angel appears to him and says, Guys, what are you doing standing here? I mean, Jesus is gone. We got, we got work to do. Let's get at it. So they went back to Jerusalem. I hope I'm not overanalyzing this. But it seems to me that the divine encounters described in these narratives serve to impact those involved in a way that was naturally supernatural. Naturally supernatural. And you may wonder what I mean. that. I mean, it didn't change who they were. Now, that, that's not to say, you know, when we get saved, there's a scripture that Paul wrote about, you know, when, when we accept Christ, we're, everything becomes new. We're a new creation. But what I'm saying is is that the shepherds were still shepherds. The magi were still magi. The disciples were still disciples. But they would never, ever see their world the same again because Jesus had entered their world. Something changed. There was a shift. Like They went back to their sheep. They went back back to Persia. They, They went back to Jerusalem. But Emmanuel, God with us, God in the midst, God in us, the presence of God in their world... Changed everything. The sheep were still sheep and needed to be shepherded. <laughs> the Magi were still Persians, foreigners returning to their homeland. The disciples still had to go back to the upper room, and decide who was making supper and who was going to clean up the dishes afterwards because that had to happen. They went back to their normal lives. But their but I believe that somehow what they experienced changed everything. I believe that God will one day redeem all things. All things will become new. But in the meantime, I'm being made new, even if my world isn't yet. Romans 8.22 Verse 22 to 24. Paul writing to the church in Rome. He says, Romans eight twenty-two, For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies that he promised us. We are given this hope when we were saved. And he goes on to say, if we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. There's something coming. There's something that's not quite here yet. I'm going to ask the team to come back at this time. it's been a hard slug to get this, this message together for this morning. And, uh, but even as I was preparing it, there was one point that God dropped something in my heart and it was kind of this. And and I, this isn't a thus saith the Lord moment, but it's like, I just kind of felt that this was true. I feel like there's some people here this morning that you're finding going back to the flocks very, very difficult. That the the the, the reality, the burden, the, the challenges, the just the, the grind of life makes it very, very difficult for you to return to the flocks. You're finding it hard to be like the, the The shepherds who were glorifying and praising God as they returned to the sheep. They were glorifying for what they did. I mean, they were like, this was like, wow, this has been the most amazing thing. And so when they went back, they were like, they were still praising God, and but for you, you're finding it hard to live that out. You know, as pilgrims, the journey's real it is real people it is real sheep are no fun you've had the saving encounter with Jesus i mean that's happened to you at some point in your life you've you you encounter god on sunday as we gather together. But you feel like Monday is miles and miles and miles removed from the angels and the glory and the baby in the manger. Can I encourage you this morning Just because it doesn't look like your world has changed does not mean that God has not invaded. It does not mean that Emmanuel, God with us, has not happened because it has. Just because you walk in the reality of the pilgrimage, to not deny the divinity of the encounter and the power of God in the manger. Jesus grew up. I love the description. It's very, very, we, we get very little details of Jesus' childhood and all that stuff. But what we get is the picture of ordinary Jewish boy life. Carpenter's son, Honoring his mom and dad, growing in, in size and, you know, in favor with God. It's like, it's, it's this very bland, boring description. Like, if you could think of, wow, I mean, my wife, my life has got more than that. And my wife does too. But my life has got more than that. But it's this description, right? It's very, what happened in the manger for us? For you, for me, what happened at that you know when at that birth at that at that God with us moment, the reality of that is not diminished by our journey. if anything it's enhanced we... Titus chapter 2, verses 12 to 14 in the New Living Translation. It's like Paul's talking to Titus and and talking about just living in this world and and, and he he gives him some instruction. He says, we're instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. Pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day while we look forward to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God, Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. Pilgrims, we thank God for progress. We thank God for movement. We thank God for for what he does with us in the journey. Just because it doesn't look like your world has changed does not mean that God has not invaded it. Just because you've gone back to the sheep does not mean that Jesus was not in your manger. Can we stand? Listen, folks, we all need some encouragement at times. We all need those those jesus moments (laughs) we all need those and we thank god for those but i also thank god for the really the reality of the journey and that we can do it together and what i just want to give an opportunity for us to do this morning is like if you're on that journey if you're if you're you know you're sensing like wow is like the if if church is like your oasis of the week where you come and you 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 know you you get filled up, you get nourished for it to go out. But but the thought often of, of leaving that causes you anxiety. There's some angst. Can I encourage you this morning? We just want to pray for you and encourage you. Let you to know that the God in the manger, that the that the moment when the angels are there and, and the word is spoken, that's real, but that's just as real on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as it is in the moment on Sunday. The presence of God in our midst here. You see, it doesn't stay here. We don't live in the Old Testament, we live in the New Testament. The power of God that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. We take it with us. You don't leave it here. But if you just want somebody to come alongside you this morning and just pray for you and just say, "Hey, you got this." Yeah, you're going back to the sheep, but God's with you. Those angels, that message was for you. So, just if that's you, while we while we worship, I just encourage you to come. And you know, we've got some folks that'll pray for you, and 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 even if. Ministry doesn't all happen at the front, people. This church is, is a church that loves people, that we love each other and we pray for each other and we minister to each other. It's not about the pastor praying for you. It's about who gets prayed to, not who does the praying. So if you minister to one another, that's, that's cool too. But just let me pray for you and then, and then we're going to go into worship. And just uh, during that time of worship, let's just, let's just let that presence and power of God soak into us so much that it drips on people when we leave here. In Jesus name God I thank you for your word I thank you for your presence I thank you that the Jesus in the manger that the, that the Jesus that we celebrate at Christmas time that God you are Emmanuel God with us Lord you've invaded our space you've, you've, you've come into our messed up burn and brought your glory into it Lord and it's changed everything in us God though our world remains the same largely in, in, in the most cases God we are changed we recognize that you've invaded that Lord, you've chosen to come into it by your spirit. You are here in our midst. And that changes everything. And we wait for the day. Oh, God, we wait for the day. We look forward to the day when it will be made right. It will be perfect. It will be glorious. We look forward to that day in hope, in faith. And in the meantime, God, we share that hope with others who desperately need it. So, God, have your way as we worship you in Jesus' name.